1: I'm a nerd, and
0: uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds.
0: Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
2: And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder and some might even say smarter counterpart of the back row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends, and I touch the mic too often.
0: <laughs> today on the show, how rich is too rich?
2: Hmm, we've also got a Twitter poll, five random facts, a new segment, and more.
0: But first, today's Monday, June 21st, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right.
2: It's National Selfie Day.
0: Yee-yee. Today's the only day of the year you're allowed to take yourself a selfie.
2: Mm, Wrong. (laughs) Today's the only day of the year where Um, you can take a selfie and people can't judge you for it.
0: No, I'm, I'm like, you can't just have Christmas on, you know, March 3rd. Like, this is selfie day.
2: No, I mean, this is the
0: day you do selfies.
2: You can celebrate and quite (laughs) honestly, you should be celebrating Christmas all year long. Just understand that there's going to be judgment from others who don't see things the way that you do.
0: All right. All right. Uh
2: Yeah. It's also National Smoothie Day. So take a selfie with your smoothie.
0: I'm all right with smoothies.
2: Smoothies are pretty good.
0: Get some good. I'm, I'm a fan of like the orange kind of smoothies. Like the, the, like, they always got something like Sunrise or something in them. I'm heavy on the orange.
2: Heavy on the orange.
0: hmm I'm not, like, a strawberry banana fan. Okay. And if there's kale in it, I won't have it.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't even know that there was kale in it. Can't even taste it when it's, it's in there.
0: Not, it's not about the flavor. It's about the principle. Whatever.
2: <laughs> so Chris likes to get a peanut butter banana milkshake. From Sonic, and I tasted it the other night, and I was like, it tastes like a smoothie. Like, this isn't even a milkshake. It's peanut <laughs> butter and banana, the two main ingredients of 90% <laughs> of the smoothies that...
0: You could put some vitamin powder and and protein in here, and it'd be much healthier. Yeah. And tastes exactly the same.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. There's so many other better milkshakes to have.
0: Like, For real, yeah. I agree with you there. <laughs> Even just simple chocolate is better than yeah. peanut butter banana
2: peanut butter banana what the i don't heck I don't know I, <laughs> I'm not sure um and it's also national take your cat to work day
0: mm- mm-mm. no, no thanks, unless you work like on a oil refinery or I feel a like dumpster
2: <laughs> I feel like that would be so much work to take your cat to work like.
0: Or, unless you don't care, just bring them. Let them go. (laughs) That's true. Walk in the door, set them down, say, see you at closing.
2: (laughs) But if you bring a cat to work, you got to bring their litter box to work. That's true. You know, cats are not like dogs in the fact that you can put a leash on them and they'll sit and stay for the most part. No, cats are crazy (laughs) and independent.
0: I saw a... uh, tiktok on how to potty train your cat
2: oh good grief! you and tiktok (laughs) you and tiktok i
0: love it i can't stop (laughs) i can't stop it dominates all my bathroom breaks now
2: (laughs) i think we might need to have an intervention
0: i've had to stop myself on several occasions of filming tiktoks while having a bathroom break because i have so many good ideas in there
2: um you filmed one, from the bathroom the other day.
0: But that was part of the joke.
2: It was part of the joke, but <laughs> still. I was like, ew, he's in the bathroom. Gross.
0: And get ew. butt germs through the phone. And
2: he sat, really? Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> TikTok at The Back Row LTN. Go find out what we're talking about.
2: Hey, uh, by the way, have you noticed that our for you is like much better. You're welcome. It didn't
0: take long at all.
2: You're welcome. Good
0: job with that. Thanks. Yeah, it was like the next day. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize it would be that easier. I would have done that already. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: just took about 15 minutes of liking certain posts and following certain people. And mm-hmm, TikTok mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, we see what kind of user you are. We got you.
0: Oh, you think you're better than me? (laughs) Fine. Here's your Christian content.
2: Right? Exactly. (laughs) But there is a fine line because I've heard that if you go through and you, like, spam-like, that they will cut you off.
1: Ooh. Yeah. You gotta
0: be careful with that. Uh Mm
2: Uh-huh. So, anyway.
0: (laughs) How's your week been, Mo?
2: Um, Weird. (laughs) Weird. The boys were at camp all week. Right. So the house was oddly quiet, and they lost signal. So they went to Civils, which is up in the mountains.
0: It's a Baptist camp, right?
2: It's a Baptist camp, yep, up in the mountains near Cloudcroft. Yeah, Um, I've been there
0: a couple times, I think.
2: Yeah. And so just on the other side of Artesia, they lose signal. And, you know, we have Life 360. And so on Life 360, it says, it just shows them in the middle of nowhere
0: because <laughs> it just leaves them in the last spot of uh-huh. that signal layer, without
2: right? yeah. signal and it said you know Topher has not had signal since Monday at 3.20 p.m. And I'm like... <laughs> Anything can be happening. Yeah. Is my kid okay? Did they kick him out and just, like, leave him on the side of the road?
1: Like, I, I get
2: it. I've wanted to do that to them myself so I can understand why they would have. But, oh, I need to know. Yeah. And nobody had signal. No one. Not our youth leaders. None of the other youth. Which... I felt like it was a really, I mean, it's brilliant. It takes a huge um, possibility of something bad potentially happening away from them. You know, it takes that temptation of the phone and everything Uh, that comes along with the phone away from them, you know, and, (sighs) okay. So that was a breath of fresh air. But I also really would have liked to know that my kids made it safe.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're almost coddled these as parents at yeah. this age because yeah. we can, I for know. the most part, know that stuff at any given point.
2: Yep. And I even, there were several days where I was like, okay, just think of how your mom would have handled this situation at the... At Topher's age, I went to the Dominican Republic for a week and a half and served a missions trip. Yeah. Without either one <laughs> With of my no parents. Kind of yeah. Content. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I think Terrifying. on day four, I was able to make a five minute phone call using a phone card. You remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. Using a phone card. And it was. Awful reception, could barely hear, so I don't even know that my mom really actually heard me, but On the all
1: On the We're here.
2: Yeah. So I I did. I kept reminding myself, just think of how your mom handled these situations. If she handled it and you came out alive, you can handle it. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Fine.
0: Fine. But they survived and they're back now.
2: They survived and they're back and have some pretty cool stories to share. And, yeah. That's neat. It was a good week. Good week for them, I think. A very quiet and strange week for me. But a good week for them.
0: So was Mila gone, too?
2: No. Mila was at home, but she's our... But she's just a... She's
1: quiet. Quiet person. Mm-hmm.
2: She, she,
0: keeps to
1: herself.
2: I mean, she's a baby. Yeah. She has to be quiet at this point. Mm.
1: Like,
2: she gets overshadowed. All the time, overshadowed. Oh, yeah. is that the overshadowed? Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. So, boy, I hope our uh, our our daughter in the baby position is the same way because mm-hmm. our middle kid is not quiet. He yeah. refuses. This boy is driving me up the wall mm. every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter how slight or minor the inconvenience, it's a full-throated cry, scream. Yeah. And that is multiple times an hour. Like, I am this close to just locking him in the back room. (laughs) (laughs) The kid is driving me nuts. Praise the Lord for a weekend break where my wife has to spend most of the day with him and (laughs) I get to go to work. But it's, oh gosh, he's just, he's in this mood of just, the world is ending over every little thing and I can't handle it.
2: Well, to be fair, his world is kind of ending, and he is probably more aware of it than what you guys realize. Of
0: a of a baby coming in, yes, yeah. So he wants. No to, gonna I'm going to get in all anymore. the baby. I'm going to get in all the baby I can.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: cry and scream and scream and cry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Y'all um, wanted another baby. Let me show you how much you want another baby.
0: <laughs> uh, but but uh, they had VBS this week. I heard. Which uh, was the first first real v b s in two years because of covid mm-hmm. um, and, as always uh you know mo mo used used to be the v b s director at our church and and when she started uh like the decorations went nuts and you know they they transformed the church into a new world, and so we have kept that tradition alive mm-hmm. all the way through this year, and this year was a hard one this year was. Uh, lifeways concrete and cranes so it's like construction and junk and everybody since it it was it was supposed to be last year's and then they carried over to this year because not many churches did it last year and it was like even starting last year everyone was complaining how the heck are we going to decorate for this it's going to be awful this is going to be so boring and it was fantastic They decorated it amazingly. Deidre made like a frigging hole in the brick wall in the middle of the church. Like it was a ridiculous level of decorating. And as always, it was fantastic. Kids loved it. Uh, Went really well. Uh, What's great about VBS is I don't volunteer for it. (laughs) That's one thing that I just like, nope, can't have me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I stay home and they go and my wife goes and I get to have four uh, evenings completely into myself, and uh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Got a lot of work done. I uh, got a new computer at my home. I got my first desktop PC in 14 years. Wow. And it is beautiful.
2: Moving on up.
0: Beautiful. It's a gaming PC. Nice. It's. I got two giant monitors. Dang. Like... uh like this screen, our second screen here, which uh-huh. you can't see on the radio. Sorry, but just to show you, mm-hmm. if you took this sideways, uh-huh. uh, it's basically four of those Dang. across. Like it's that much, and I get, I can get so much. I, I don't, I haven't minimized a window since I got it. <laughs> since I got it. Yeah, like it's fantastic. Uh, so I've been setting that up uh, little by little every night, and it's ready to go. I'll be doing most of my work from home now. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm excited. Things are, things are working out. Now this nice. I did by myself. LTN did not provide this.
2: <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs>
0: um, and then there's a bit of news. Um, a couple news. bits of news. First bit of news, news is, uh, we are one of like four states left in America that has yet to reopen fully.
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> We are not supposed to be talking about no, this no, no, anymore at all, period, dot, end of discussion. I said
0: we wouldn't have a show focused on it anymore. Uh,
2: <laughs> that's not what I heard.
0: <laughs> but I'm upset by it. Uh, the governor made this rule that it would have to be 60% fully vaccinated before we'd open up, and we were, <sighs> at, we're at 59%. Well. And the goal date was yesterday. Or, well, no, not yesterday for us, Thursday for you, last Thursday. And uh don't know what's happening. Don't know what that means. Are we never opening up? Never. I don't know. Never. But yeah, I was surprised to see California reopened before we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. California. Yeah. Guys. Mm-hmm. You guys. Yep. Guys.
2: No, that's, that's, that's New York.
0: Uh, but here's another slight on our state. Uh, a study... Finds that New Mexico is the worst state to live in. That was yeah. our home state. Yeah, now, they didn't have
2: a, to do a study. I all told 50
0: them. states have found New Mexico comes up short. Uh, but the same, the same study says that the best state to live in is New Jersey.
2: Jersey.
0: So... Nah.
2: What? What? <laughs> I don't see we anything. We all know wrong that, with that ain't right.
0: We Whatever. all know that ain't right.
2: Whatever. It's the Garden State. <laughs> it's beautiful. They've got the shore, all the Italian food that you could possibly want. It's the best housewives on it's Bravo. A real,
0: it's a real situation over there. <sighs> you like I that? I get it. You like I that get pun? it.
2: It took me a minute, but I get it. I get it. J-Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know that Snooki got, I mean, we're going to talk about this a little later in the week, not this specifically, but we're going to talk about reality TV shows yes. later in the week. Okay. Did you know that Snooki got that nickname specifically for the show? Like, she wasn't called that. They came up with it as a part of the show.
2: Mm, I don't believe that. Yeah. You can't believe everything that you hear. <laughs> Her mama has called her that since the day she was born. My little snooky wookie.
0: Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Not a thing before yeah. that show went totally on. There.
2: Is. <laughs> totally is. She answered to it all too well. Like that would just be like me all of a sudden starting to call you some random.
0: It'd be like Megan just suddenly saying, Hey, you can call me Mo. And that being a thing. <laughs> You're hilarious. That's exactly what happened.
2: You're hilarious. This is my
0: new nickname.
2: It is. <laughs> I didn't give it to myself.
0: That's true. but It was given to me. You could have. You embraced it. You embraced it. Most people don't embrace nicknames that wholeheartedly when they didn't come up with them, you know? You embraced it. Yeah. You're still embracing it. You don't really, even really need to anymore, but
1: you do.
2: Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> uh,
0: one last bit of news. This is a national uh, emergency, guys. Wow. So, so perk your ears up and listen. There is a, a, an overwhelming problem going on in America, and that is there are 15 million boxes of unsold Girl Scout cookies that we need to start eating. <laughs> <laughs> 15 million boxes. Million. Left over from the Girl Scout season. You need to go order them now. You can order them on their website. I don't know what it is, but find it. Girl Scout cookies, whatever. Dot. Here we go.
2: Just use Google, guys. You but can
0: they have it. a 12-month shelf life, so you've got like nine months go go order those cookies hey gosh darn it start pulling your weight this is just like the beginning of the pandemic where you know we could save the world by sitting at home playing video games well now you need to amp that up and eat a whole bunch of cookies too
2: yeah save the girl scouts of america (laughs) Uh,
0: we're gonna take a break when we come back weird news
2: stick around
0: This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. Disney Plus's new series, Loki, premiered on a Wednesday, the first original series to not premiere on a Friday, and it was the most-watched premiere so far. This has led Disney Plus to make the decision to move all of its original programming releases to Wednesdays moving forward. This change will begin in July and will affect upcoming shows like Monsters at Work, Turner and Hooch, the just-announced live-action Beauty and the Beast prequel series, and likely all of the upcoming Star Wars series as well, while original movies will continue to launch on Friday. Fridays. (laughs) Paramount Plus released a teaser for Star Trek Picard Season 2. The new season embraces a time-traveling save-the-future storyline and sees the return of Q, as well as possibly trouble from the Borg, as indicated by Seven of Nine's appearance in the teaser sans her Borg implants. I'm sure there will be more clues as to what will play out this season before its release in 2022. And finally, during the latest E3 Nintendo Direct last week, fans were given a glimpse of numerous upcoming titles, including an updated gameplay teaser for the long-awaited sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, confirmed release in 2022. Other exciting announcements included a new WarioWare collection for the Switch called Get It Together. Yes, please. Thank you. I want it. I want it now. A trailer for Shin Megami Tensei 5, new Smash Brothers characters, and a new Game & Watch system, which includes the original Legend of Zelda game, Link's Adventure, and Leaks Awakening. Yeah. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I am Radio Matt, and this is oh, LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show. Sorry, I... <laughs> Thought you had more to say. Nope. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Lifestyles
2: of the rich and famous. (laughs) I I was going the
0: Willard Scott version of it. Sorry.
2: The Rolling Stones hate us. (laughs) Uh, But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Elephants suck on their trunks for comfort. Like thumbs. Exactly. Like thumbs. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Since 1945, all British tanks have been equipped with the necessary items for making tea.
0: (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm.
2: Women couldn't apply for credit at a bank until 1974.
0: I'm gonna, I, know, I was gonna make a joke, but mm-hmm. it would it come off really bad, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. Yeah.
2: They're very good self control. There, <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Having a song stuck in your head is called an earworm.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know that one. Really? Earworms. Yeah.
2: Earworms? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that.
0: Oh no, it's a thing. There's even a um, there's a DJ who goes by the name DJ Earworm, and every year he makes a mashup at the end of the year of all the like number one hits. From top 40 that year.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
0: like it's, that's a pretty common. It's a common thing, I guess, in in the music world, like the radio behind the scenes world.
2: Whatever. <laughs> um, and lastly, the average golf ball has 336 dimples.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Did you know, I have a random fact for you that I found oh, out yesterday. What? Did you know that the uh, the name for the fear of palindromes is a palindrome?
2: Oh, yeah, I knew that.
0: And that that's terrifying because you can't ever, if you have it, you can't I ever can't say, say that, that you have, you have it. it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I knew that. See how it feels? How mean.
0: How mean that is.
2: People who are, you know, in the writing world knew that. See? Okay. see how it feels.
0: <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm glad that you knew. It's I'm a just fun kidding. fact. i I really didn't know. What?
2: You didn't know? No.
0: Oh, you're just being a turd to me turd. on purpose? Yeah. Because I knew what an earworm was? Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you weren't as smart as you thought you were. That's not really what happened. Also, um, I don't know what that accent is. What's that accent?
2: It's somewhere between Canadian and Valley Girl. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I'm
0: sorry. Hunky.
2: Yes. <laughs> I I don't know. I have no idea.
0: Uh, weird news
2: time.
0: Here we go, y'all.
2: <laughs> I'm still taken back by your accent. I don't. I...
0: <laughs> so have you seen the the NBC reality show Ultimate Slip and Slide? No. Um, well, it's a show. And uh, (laughs) it involves slip and slides, which would involve water. Well, they had to shut down because of a massive outbreak of explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Look at the photo.
2: (laughs) Why? Why do I want to look at the photo? That poor dude. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's not
0: really. That's mud. That's just a photo they found. But that's the picture that they've used to interpret this. Okay. That's fair. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to read the whole story.
2: Hold up. I want to know how they figured this out. Because, like, ultimate slip and slide, Mm -hmm. you think it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. Like, I've seen videos of people making their own humongous slip and slides at home, you know, I get it. They're going to be very, very large. So you would think that, you know, the people at the top aren't going to know that in the middle or towards the bottom that someone along the way has had diarrhea. They're going to send somebody down right after the person who has had diarrhea. Can you imagine being that person, person that's
0: that like, out. no,
2: we have a problem. don't send anybody else. I'm
0: Apparently they have to navigate a sixty-five foot tall, slippery yellow slide. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. as gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, <laughs> it's they said we have a new and profoundly unpleasant understanding of how all of those water slides probably feel. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to clean it and refill it. I've seen slip and slides that are like, like they go to like a giant downtown street and fill that entire street. Really? Like four lane street with that. And it's just a bunch of people all go down at once. I don't think that's what this is. But right. then again, I don't really know, but I have seen that. That's what I conjure up in my head when I hear ultimate slip and slide.
2: Yeah. Like, so Chris has a good friend that he grew up with and Chris grew up in Tennessee, which is very hilly, lots and lots of hills, rolling hills. And every year, every summer, they go to this one guy's house who apparently has a massive hill in his backyard and they make the slip and slide bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) every year and see how many people they can fit on it at one time every year and wow. take video of it. So yeah. That's, that's kind of that's where my mind immediately goes. Fun
0: and terrifying.
2: I know. I don't think I could do it, honestly.
0: <laughs> All right, next headline Dig accidentally cracks ancient chicken egg preserved in toilet contents for a thousand years. Oh my gosh. To find an ancient artifact must be a feeling like no other, but handling them is a very different matter. Paleontologists working in the field are no doubt uncomfortably familiar with the painstaking process of moving very old, very ancient, and very much irreplaceable items from the ground, such as fossilized bones and eggs. Uh, The Israel Antiquities Authority, recently grappled with a more familiar egg than those of dinosaurs, retrieved from excavations in the city of Yevne Israel. Uh, they find an intact chicken egg that had amazingly avoided destruction for a thousand years, thanks to having been stored in a toilet. Okay. Go figure. Mhm. <laughs> lastly, on our weird news headlines, thousands sign a petition for Jeff Bezos to be denied re-entry to Earth petition has had over 6,000 signatures suggesting Amazon founder Jeff Bezos should be denied re-entry to Earth when he launches for space next month. The tongue-in-cheek petition compares Bezos, who uh, is set to launch uh, to the edge of space on his Blue Origin rocket on July 20th, to uh, Superman villain Lex Luthor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He will fly with his brother and two others, including the winner of a 20 million pound auction uh, on the first crewed flight of the autonomous New Shepard rocket uh, titled Petition to Not Allow Jeff Bezos to Reentry to Earth. Uh, the change.org page urges people to sign to keep him out, adding the fate of humanity is in your hands.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, So we're going to let that story actually transition us into the next one, because we're going to be kind of talking about this. Uh, The next story is petition urging Jeff Bezos to buy and eat the Mona Lisa gains steam. Uh, A petition urging billionaire Jeff Bezos to buy Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa and eat it has gotten hundreds of signatures. Nobody has eaten the Mona Lisa and we feel Jeff Bezos needs to take a stand and make this happen. The joke petition that went up a year ago on change.org and gained hundreds of signers reads, gobble the Lisa, one signer wrote, while another joked, I feel like this is something society needs, Jeff. We need you to make this sacrifice for society. Uh, Of course, you know, it's not really uh, for sale. But this is... This is could be one of the more extravagant pers- purchases of Jeff Bezos, should he do it. Uh, other extravagant purchases he has made include a 418-foot yacht for $500 million. He turned four luxury New York City apartments into a 23,000-square-foot penthouse for around $96 million after his divorce. And he invests $1 billion a year into Blue Origin, which, again, is where that rocket's coming from that he is going to space in. And that leads us to our discussion. Uh, What's at the heart of both of these Jeff Bezos stories is the fact that he is uh, super rich and that super rich people can afford to do ridiculous things if they wanted to. Uh, Thus the comparisons to Lex Luthor, who is famously rich in the DC Comics uh, storyline and can do some crazy things. And mostly for evil. Uh, Something that has been uh, one of the big debates in the last several years is, is it immoral to be super wealthy? What are your initial thoughts?
2: Mm, No. (laughs) It is not immoral to be super wealthy. That is my initial thought. (laughs) It depends on how you spend and or use that wealth that becomes questionable.
0: Okay, Well, we are going to dive deeper into that thought uh, here in the next segment, so stick around for that, but we're going to take a quick break first, and we're actually going to talk about if it's a sin to be rich at any given point.
2: Stick around.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Mark Davis, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing the board game, Dominant Species. When Chad Jensen passed away after a battle with cancer two years ago, we lost one of our greatest game designers. Perhaps his greatest ludological accomplishment was the gripping area control game, Dominant Species. Set in prehistoric times, Dominant Species has players take control of different classifications of animals—reptiles, insects, mammals, etc—trying to reign supreme before an impending Ice Age. Control of the different areas is determined in two distinct ways—population and adaptation to local habitats. Each hexagonal intersection contains a different food source, and each animal type likes to eat different types of food. As the game progresses, everyone has the opportunity to both shape the food on the map and what their animals are best acclimated to. At the same time, food becomes more scarce as ice spreads from the center of the board. Both types of control are important, and they divide the attention of each player, but that's only one of the many layers of strategic complexity in dominant species. The real genius might be with the way the game stretches time. Each round, players place tokens down to reserve certain action spots, but the actions are only resolved once everyone has finished placing all of their tokens. This phase becomes a mind game, as each action reservation provides some information about what your opponent is planning to do, but not complete information. It's here that Dominant Species is at its most intimate and its most epic, every move shaping and rewriting the plans swirling in the minds of each player. It holds this contradiction of the intimate and the epic in beautiful tension throughout each part of its design. Strategy is complex and crunchy as powerful event cards disrupt even the most thoughtfully laid plans. The shifting of tectonic plates and the extinction of species play out like a knife fight in a phone booth. Dominant Species is truly a masterpiece. I'm Mark Davis and if you want to read more of my thoughts about board games or listen to my podcast go to thethoughtfulgamer.com
0: Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Mac,
2: and I'm Mo. And today it's all about the Benjamins, baby.
0: <laughs> that was a silly thing for you to say, Mo. Why would you say something oh, so silly? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that, and she wasn't going to say it, but she said it, and I'm proud of her.
2: <laughs> so to show her that I'm proud of her, I have a mocker. Her.
0: <laughs> <A> mock <her. laughs> Before we do that, it is time for our new segment. Segment. Oh, or, sorry, our new new segment. Segment. There we go.
2: No, in this still slot. Made zero sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In this slot, we will be doing a different kind of segment each week, and they will probably all be one-offs, and some of them might be experimental and weird, like today, where we will be creating sound effects. See if you can guess what these are. Uh, so I have my first one. Are you ready? Go. I'm going to do it, and you got to tell me what, what you think it is. Okay. Okay? Okay. <laughs>
2: No idea. No idea.
0: It's the, the, the horn on a boat.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> on a cruise ship. <laughs> no,
2: no, it's not. Not even a little bit.
0: You got one? <laughs> that is. There's spit on yeah, the I saw, microphone. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> saw it land. That is a toilet flushing. <laughs>
2: Actually is. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All
0: hmm. right, here's, okay. here's my next one. Are you ready? I have a prop for this one.
2: I have no idea. It started out sounding like what I sound like when I get out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> but then it took a weird turn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's uh, blowing up a balloon too big.
2: It didn't pop.
0: Well, no, I didn't say it popped. It's just when you're blowing you said it up. Too it's too
2: big. Just big. Too big. When it gets indicates big, you can popped. hear
0: the stretching when you can really hear the stretching. Not that it's like blowing up, just.
2: I'm so disappointed in <laughs> you. I don't have any others. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> I really don't. I need to be better. I need to listen on the microphone. <laughs> You make another one.
0: Okay, well, I have one more.
2: I have to practice on the microphone. You get to practice on the microphone to actually hear how it That's really true. sounds.
0: That's true. All right, uh, my last one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. Oh,
2: okay. okay. How, can I just look away?
0: No, you look away. Okay. But just I just want you to experience this oh, gosh. without looking at me. Okay?
2: Uh-huh.
0: What do you think that was? Brushing your teeth. No.
2: <laughs> That's what it sounded that like. That's a good one, though. That's what it sounded like.
0: No, that was uh, stirring a pot of macaroni and cheese.
2: Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. It really also sounded like brushing your teeth, but that was, I'm impressed. Very good.
0: The reason why I wanted you to turn away is because every time I've practiced this, I've also done the stirring motion with my hand, and I was afraid I would involuntarily <laughs> do it.
2: <laughs> That's fair. That is fair.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh, all right.
2: I'll have to practice.
0: <laughs> and then we'll have to have a redo. My apologies. That's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> only your idea. Um we can...
2: <laughs> I didn't want to have to like actually put a name to I the I just want to make
0: noises. Exactly. All right, make some noises. Two extra noises Mo's gonna make and they have no discernible uh I can't what they are. Why? I
2: can't. Why? Why?
0: Yeah, he's a prop.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's an ASMR. You gotta whisper. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> no, nope, can't hear can't it. Can't hear it. That's a bummer.
2: Oh, you can hear that You could actually hear that a lot better than I thought you were going to be able to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Okay. You have no idea what these are. Nope. <laughs> but just so you're aware, this is what we do.
0: It, In between shows. Yeah,
2: yeah. In our downtime, <laughs> we just make noises into the mic.
0: <laughs> this is this is my beard. This is the noise my beard makes on the mic.
2: You know what it actually sounds like? Mm. Like like a windstorm. Mm. Like, it's about to rain and the wind is coming in. <laughs> and that's really yeah, what it sounds it's gonna, like. It's gonna... uh-huh, yeah.
0: all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> in the last segment, we were talking about uh, being, being wealthy, being overly wealthy even, uh, societal-wise. And the question kind of becomes, when we look at it from a Christian standpoint, is is it a sin to be rich? Now, uh, one of the things Mo and I have often done is uh, poke fun, or sometimes outright condemn, uh, televangelists such as uh, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, and Creflo Dollar, with their multimillion-dollar private jets and mansions, or Jim Baker selling uh, miracle cures and barrels of apocalypse food to oh, old people who don't know better. Uh, Least offensive of the bunch is actually probably the most talked about, which is Joel Osteen, Mm -hmm. uh, as he does not actually take a salary from his church. Uh, He lives off the profits of his books and uh, inspiration cubes.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, you know?
0: (laughs) Which I saw at our Walgreens, uh, discounted $10. So, so, I mean, uh, you can get into the idea of uh, whether or not those those books in and of themselves are, are kind of grifting society. But that being said, even though he's really, 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 really wealthy, it doesn't seem like he's bilking people to get that way. Right. He's just very charismatic and people follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, least offensive of the televangelist in my eyes. Uh, But it's pretty clear that most televangelists are living uh, excessively. And if those financial gains were made by taking advantage of the emotions, the desperation, and the faith of people who want to believe, well, at that point, it would be sinful, right? Mm, Yeah. To be that wealthy? Yeah. Whatever you do with it. If you're gaining it in an ill manner, it would have to be. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who was it here?
2: but then it's not the wealth that's the sin, it's the taking advantage of
0: uh you know that's that's well you you say that, and yes, that is a sin as well, but wouldn't it also be a continued sin to then spend money that you have gained wrongfully? And I say that because of this. This story here is about Zacchaeus, who was the rich man, uh, but his gains were ill-gotten and his life was characterized by greed. He met Jesus and the Lord changed his life. Zacchaeus' transformation affected every part of his life, including the way he handled money. He said, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore to them fourfold, meaning not only did he return money that he gained... Mm-hmm. improperly, mm-hmm. but he returned it
2: times four. Four times, yeah.
0: And uh, that that implies to me, at least, that to hold on to money or to spend money for yourself that you've gotten ill, <laughs> you've Wrongfully. ill gotten yeah. <laughs> you. Uh you, that in itself is just continued sin. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um but the question that often comes up and and this 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 kind of accusation usually gets thrown at people like um Rick Warren. Mhm. Rick Warren is is well off. Uh not probably as well off as most televangelists, but he's 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 set. He's financially set. Mhm. But he doesn't live extravagantly. He lives uh relatively normal he Mm -hmm. doesn't come in, you know tailored suits he wears the same kind of clothes i wear to church he drives a very old beat-up pickup truck Uh, even the church itself saddleback church which is a large campus Mm -hmm. is not extravagant Mm -mm. Uh, mo and i have been there a couple times uh, like in person It's really not extravagant. Now, they got some cool things that obviously cost money. Right. But you're not walking in there going, oh, wow, like it's a temple. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing that's just like, you know, you just drop your jaw and you're just in awe. Right. Like the closest thing to that is the fact that you can walk anywhere on campus and still hear the sermon (laughs) because they have speakers literally everywhere. Yeah. uh, Even along the path. Like that's the only thing that I was like, that's cool. But obviously, that costs a lot of money.
2: <laughs> well, see, and for me, through their children's their children's department, their children's building, in like the every wall, there's a small little aquarium that's built in mm. to every wall, and like that for me was like. Whoa. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's still, really cool. But even again, that's yeah. not
0: super, like, exactly. that's not a super expensive thing. That's just a cool design element. Right. Which is what most of that comes down to. Yeah. Uh, I think Rick Warren largely uh, handles a wealth situation at, from a pastor's standpoint, anyway, uh, pretty idyllically. Mm hmm. Um, you know, uh, the question uh, I guess the thing that a lot of Christians come to uh, and I'm not saying all Christians think this way but I uh, I've heard this voice by several people is that if you are a believer you're supposed to live modestly you're supposed to live essentially like a pauper you know Jesus Jesus didn't have a a fantastic mansion on earth uh, the disciples were never rich Judas was the only one that seemed to care about money and he was Judas so Uh, you know, it's, it's that kind of mindset. And then we have the, the rich man, the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and said, you know, what must I do to, to get in heaven? I've followed all the 10 commandments. I've, I've, uh, you know, never sinned, all this kind of stuff, you know, laid out all these things about why he's righteous. And so Jesus said, sell all your belongings and give the money to the poor. And he couldn't do it, and he walked away. Mm-hmm. And so people look at that and saying, see, you're not supposed to be rich. Mm. But you were kind of touching on this when we first uh, brought the topic up in mm-hmm. the last hour. It's not about how much money you have. It's about your mindset towards that money. Mm-hmm. And the point of that story wasn't that, hey, you can't have all this stuff. You can't be rich. You can't have money. It was you think you are so righteous because of all these things, but really you are still enslaved by your love of money. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like if, if you are, if you're coming to me saying that you're so devoted and you're ready to do everything for the kingdom, but you're not willing to give away your possessions, you're not willing to liquidate your money and come follow me. Then that means there is something in the way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And we're not saying God's going to ask that of everybody who's rich. In fact, I would say that because of many wealthy Christians, several missionaries, ministries, churches, uh, have been able to be funded and do amazing things. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it becomes a blessing, mm-hmm. uh, for, for the church body and thus in succession, the rest of the world. Like we have, uh, Uh, In the Baptist church, we have a co-op, which we kind of talked about a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, You know, we have a co-op where most churches in the Southern Baptist Convention are supposed to give a certain percentage of their tithes to, or rather the church, I don't know how it exactly works, but it's like the church tithes. Uh, apart to the co-op, which the co-op then uses for disaster relief, Mm -hmm. missionary training. Uh, A lot of it goes to disaster relief, actually, Uh, like especially with COVID or whenever there's a hurricane or anything, you always see Southern Baptist uh, trailers there, Mm -hmm. you know, passing out food, setting up, uh, you know, triage centers, doing all kinds of things in those areas that is all funded by people willing to give of what they have, uh, no matter how that is. So I would say the question really comes down to, does the money that you have control you? If God took away all your money tomorrow, would it shake your faith?
2: Mm -hmm. Because
0: at that point, that's when you can really look at yourself and see if you're devoting yourself to money as opposed to God. Mm -hmm. Like if you're only comfortable because you have much.
2: Right. Right. See, and it, it, because there are so many different oh, I, elements to this, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who does well within their career, who just makes good choices and um, progresses within their career quickly, you know, and spends that money wisely from day one. Whether that's investing it or saving it or whatever, you know, by making smart choices throughout their lifetime, mm-hmm. they've set themselves up well. They've found themselves in a wealthy place. Right. Okay. So if we as Christians are not supposed to be wealthy, then does that mean that I turn down the promotion that I'm trying to be given or that I've earned? You know, right. that I'm the best person for, but it's going to set me up for wealth in the long run. And as a Christian, I'm not supposed to be wealthy. So I deny this promotion.
0: I'll take the job, but please pay me less.
2: Right. <laughs> right.
0: I want to pay decrease.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there are tons of people who are below poverty, but still choose to live as if they're wealthy. Yeah. And that is a sin. Yeah. You know, you're not being wise with your finances. You're not being wise with the things that you're being blessed with, essentially, you know, you're not making smart choices. I think that being wise with our money is something that God calls us to do. And if being wise with our money means... That in the long run, we set ourselves up for wealth, we set, our, set ourselves up for financial stability, um, then that's okay. But it's how we spend that wealth, where we, how we glorify God with that wealth. Right. Are we helping grow the kingdom? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of kingdom growth that can happen thanks to financial help. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or are we living beyond our means and being unwise with our money? But we're not wealthy. We're not wealthy, but our bank account is screaming because we're making poor choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, mm-hmm. it. I don't know. There's so many it's different. Dave,
0: it's a Dave Ramsey thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. E-
0: eat rice and beans, beans and rice. Save up some money so you can live better later. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to do that. I think part of that is just entitlement. It's entitlement in this in this world. We feel like, you know, everybody has the best cell phone. I need to have the best cell phone. Yeah. Everybody gets a new iPhone every single year. I'm going to get a new iPhone. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that. Everybody gets a brand new car. I'm not going to buy a used car or one that's a couple years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't ever buy a brand new car. The next year, it'll be worth half as much. Yeah. Just buy one year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't have to be used. Just buy an older car. Yeah. <laughs> be smart. Yep. Uh, a lot of smart decisions to be made. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, you know we we have uh, Highland has been uh, you know the church church I attend has been blessed with with quite a few members that have been wealthier, um, and it's because they made smart choices. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had uh, we've had things just be fully funded. Before, In fact, that just happened again uh, here at this church. We've had uh, the need for, like, several repairs to be done, uh, floors to be replaced, water heaters to be replaced, all this. We, we came to the church saying, we need to approve, you know, uh, I think it's $11,000 for, for all these different things. And the church approved it. And the very next day, we had an anonymous donation for that $11,000 mm-hmm. from someone in the church. And... You know, it's it's being able to do that kind of thing that I think shows you're not ruled by your money. Mm-hmm. We had a—I I know who did this one, uh, but but it was supposed to be anonymous. I just happened to find out. Uh, but a couple for a couple years, uh, a few years ago, we had a a member of the church donating uh, a several thousand dollars around Christmas time to be split among the staff mm-hmm. as kind of like a. A Christmas bonus type thing, but to bless, to bless the church, to mm-hmm. bless the church members and their families um, around the holiday season. And that came as such a gigantic blessing, such a gigantic relief uh, to most of us uh, who, who really needed that at the time, uh, out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. it was just out of the, the goodness of his heart. Mm-hmm. When you can do that, when you can bless extravagantly, that's that's a fantastic Uh, piece of evidence Mm -hmm. that you're not living sinfully with a lot of money Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's a matter like you said a matter of your heart it's a matter of what you're putting that money to yeah i think that a good rule of thumb i don't know if this would be the the line for sin and not a sin but i think a good rule of thumb is if you're wealthy you should live below your means whatever your means are live below them Mm -hmm. don't try and show off, don't try and have like you know I'm not saying you can't have a nice fancy, you know, you know several cars or whatever, you know, you know buy things when you're rich, when you have the money to do that. I'm not saying you can't buy those kind of things. I'm just saying that that should be a after everything else mm-hmm. kind of deal. Like if you're going to have a mansion, you know, you shouldn't go blow, you know, your first 10 million dollars on a mansion. You know, when you haven't given uh, anything, when you haven't blessed other people first, like when uh, every now and then we have that lottery that gets just ridiculously high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and when that happens, everybody, we had a whole show devoted to that. Yep. When it was really high once. Uh, We're like, well, you know, is it okay for a Christian to play the lottery, to win the lottery? What will we do? Do you tithe off the lottery winnings? You know, all those questions. And. You know, when you think about that kind of stuff, I you know, I think about that. I'm like, if you know, if we won, you know, three hundred million dollars, and you know, we took home the cash, or we got it paid out over thirty years, or whatever. Like, you know, would we just go out and like buy a gigantic mansion? I'm like, mm. like I feel like I would be uncomfortable buying a house that's big enough that it requires me to hire people. Oh, yeah. To clean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would feel scummy. Like, that's just too close to slave owner territory. You know yeah. what I mean? It just, it has, I mean, I know you're paying them and I know they have a normal life, but still, it feels weird having people that are there to serve you. Like, you're paying people instead of, because as Christians, you know, we're used to people serving us, you know, out of the goodness of their heart kind of thing, but no, now you're buying. People that you can treat as servants yeah. is lesser than you. Mm-hmm. That feels weird to me. You know? Mm-hmm. Could you do that? Like me. it's different than like hiring a maid, right? To come clean, that's fine. But like if you have one on staff, living in your house,
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> you know, because I'm an over-analyzer. I think the only way that I could do that is if I was physically incapable. Oh sure. Of taking care of things myself for some reason. You know, my health has found me in a place where I physically cannot take care of things anymore. And in that that case, okay. Right,
0: but then then it's not about flaunting wealth.
2: Right, absolutely. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, to have somebody come into my home and take care of me and take care of my household chores and whatnot... That would require an amount of wealth sure. you know, for that to sure. happen. Yeah. And so in that regard, somebody could, you're always going to have people who are going to question and say things. And so in that regard, somebody could be like, oh, look at Megan. She's got hired help, you know, da 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 this and that.
0: She can't walk anymore, but watch her flaunt yeah. that wallet.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And then as you're saying, I couldn't ever hire somebody. I, it feels too close to slave owner territory. I can hear somebody going, yeah, you say that because you can take perfectly good care of yourself. And so just just so we're clear here, <laughs> we understand there are exceptions. Right.
0: We're talking about people who <laughs> can take care of themselves, but choose to not work.
2: Your everyday Joe Mo, okay? <laughs> We're not talking about exceptions.
0: Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. You're there. you're
2: welcome. <laughs> Only because I overanalyze things. That, that's it.
0: Well, in this world, yeah. I know. We'll talk about that later in the week, too. Great. <laughs> Great. But yeah, I think living modestly should be the goal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, blessing as many people as you can. Right. Not letting it affect how you treat other people. Or how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. If you let that, if you're like, well, I'm, you know, I've got... Millions of dollars, I'm better than you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, no, that's the wrong mindset.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, to tack on to what you were saying, I think that a, another good rule of thumb, if you can donate a large sum of money anonymously, then you're giving from the right place absolutely but if you donate a large sum of money and you want it known that it came from you you're not giving from the right place
0: like people that donate to hospitals so you can name a wing after them
2: yes <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. yep
0: <clears throat> so. i mean i mean it's helpful <laughs> but it's also kind of prideful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like building a statue to yourself and putting it out on your yeah. lawn. Yeah.
2: I mean at that point it's <laughs> you can it's like a present to yourself <laughs> that you're just wrapping and putting someone else's name tag or name on on the tag, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it it's still gratifying you in some way. You know what I mean? Especially <laughs> like in a church scenario where you give this amount of money and it's like, yes, this this has been taken care of. This need has been met by Sue over there. Thank you, Sister Sue. And everybody's like,
0: great.
2: <laughs> now we got to kiss Sister Sue's booty for the next year because she took care of the flooring that we needed, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, at that point, it's not a gift mm-hmm. for anyone else other than yourself.
0: It becomes an obligation for the rest of the people around exactly. you. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Continuously continuously, thank me for this.
2: Uh-huh. And don't forget where that money comes from because there's more that I can give if another <laughs> need arises.
0: And if I have a problem with something, you better be ready to change it or the uh-huh. well's going to dry up. That's
2: exactly right. <laughs> Think long and hard about the choices that you make
0: yeah uh-huh so like
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anybody like that uh
0: so my you know my wife and i uh, because well, I don't think I'm allowed to say it actually, but my wife works for a financial institution, and <laughs> we have been uh because of that, we've been pretty good about saving money in our uh well mainly her four o one k but you know all her retirement plan and all this kind of stuff. Which this is a job she could keep uh, well into retirement. Her retirement, age. yeah. And uh, the way we're set up right now, by the time she retires, we should have like I think between two and four million dollars, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be like a. Of course, you know, when you get that age, if you are able to save that money, you're going to want to spend some of it on fun for the last few years of your life. But at the same time, that also means we're going to have plenty of money to pass down to our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change a lot of things for uh, our future, all because we were smart enough to just finally say, OK, maybe we shouldn't spend every single penny that we get, every paycheck. <laughs> and that's changed drastically just in these last 10 years. We've gone from like really having to stretch money out to... You know we're we're living comfortably enough where we can comfortably you know I'm not going to list all the things that we do because that's going to be bragging, which we just said was bad, but we can comfortably give when the situation arises, yeah. and we can comfortably you know I, like I remember when we were when uh, it was like yeah, about almost fifteen years ago, we were living in Albuquerque, and we're like struggling each month to save up twenty dollars. To buy a season of scrubs, so we'll have something new to watch, mm-hmm. like it was ridiculously hard just to get that extra twenty dollars, yeah, and we are looking at every single cent going in and out, having yep. to budget so meticulously, and now you know you know if if we wanted to, we could comfortably buy an entire show, you know. Yeah. And it still wouldn't really rock our boat. Right. uh, To the point where we're like, okay, well, we better not eat out ever again. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we can, I I still remember when my wife was like, I really just want to get to a point where I could just go to Sonic and get a drink and not have to sit there and check the the bank account and worry about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm like, that's a $2 thing. Mm -hmm. $2 commitment that we were just terrified of doing for fear that we were going to you know, break the bank. Yeah. Like, and you know, that's, that's, that's a hard place to be. And I know there's a lot of people that are in that. And so we're extremely grateful that we got some sound financial advice. Deidre got a fantastic job. I've gotten uh, a few part-time jobs and we've been able to like save and uh we'll be, you know, well off, but it wasn't, it wasn't so much of a a big lifestyle change as it was just being more diligent about what we spent, mm-hmm. being more smart about the choices that we made for a long period of time until we were able to save up money to make better decisions or find you know a better paying job or right. raise up in that job. Um, you know, it's just about being smart. That's the other side of it. Like you were talking about the people that. When we don't have a lot of money, but we live like we do. Don't spend every dollar you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the, I think, what's the goal? It's like 10% of your paycheck to savings, 10% to giving, and 80% is what you live on. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be hard. Really? No matter how much you make, it should be pretty much doable. Yeah. And it should set you. It should mm-hmm. set you pretty well off.
2: Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Yep
0: not having to worry about stuff. Yeah. But I feel like it's the other way. It is. We uh we spend 90% to 100%, we spend 99% of our money <laughs> every paycheck and that 1% goes to our credit card bill. <laughs> <laughs> when you factor in the credit cards, we spend 200% of our paycheck every. Yeah.
2: Mhm.
0: <laughs> we got a um we We had a pretty high credit card bill for a little while, um and by pretty high, it's still lower than most households in America, you know less than ten thousand but we had a we had a pretty high one and we're looking on the back of that thing, and it says if it shows us how long it'll take us to pay it off if we just pay the minimum every month, yeah. Like for, I think it was like eight thousand something dollars. If we just paid the minimum every month, it would take twenty seven years.
2: It's a lifetime commitment.
0: It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it is a lifetime <laughs> commitment.
0: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just a lot of money things. We're just talking about money at this point. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily the rich part. Just mm-hmm. all money.
2: Money, 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 money.
0: Um, i I'm, We got all those stimulus things. Yeah. We're about to start getting weird child credit yeah. Stimulus things starting mm-hmm. next month. Yeah. Every month. Uh-huh. We might actually get out of debt this year. <laughs> we might pay off that credit card. <laughs> yeah. Before the year's
2: over. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's uh it's strange. It's a strange time.
2: I was gonna say it's weird times we're living in. hmm
0: uh-huh, uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. I also find it really hard to trust that stimulus money. I'm just waiting you gotta for ask the for day. It back. Yeah. When they're like
0: <laughs> You gotta you gotta do your just taxes so next year. Yeah. Gotta do your taxes next year. You owe seven thousand dollars. But what? Nope. I have three children. You ain't getting mm. Well you Sorry can send you. us those if you'd like. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. All right. Well, we're going to take one more break. The morning show would
2: no longer exist because Matt and Mo would go into hiding. (laughs) We would run. We would flee.
0: (laughs) Move to the Caymans. That's exactly right. Uh, We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we will share our latest Twitter poll about space travel.
2: More backroom morning show to come.
0: Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day.
2: But first, we wanted to know, would you take a trip into space if you had the chance?
0: Just like Mr. Jeff Bezos coming up here next month, he's going into space. Not going to the moon or nothing, just in the orbit. Would you do that? We gave you three options. No, thank you. Yes, please. And I've already been. <clears throat> Number one answer... No, thank you. No, thank you. 56.1%. Uh, a little over half. Uh, yes, please. 35.7%. And 8.2% of you are liars.
2: I'm already been.
0: <laughs> Unless we have Buzz Aldrin. Didn't he die? Did he die? Is he dead? Oh, I don't know. That'd be insensitive. How it's would also be insensitive very... just to ask, is he dead?
2: Is he dead? <laughs> hey, is he still breathing?
0: Oh, uh, But anyway... We don't have eight point, 8.2% of our listeners are not astronauts, so uh, you're liars. So, but you would, would you? Would If you were given the opportunity, just, again, not going to the moon or anything, not leaving any rockets, you're just going up into orbit and then back down, would you do it?
2: I think it would be really cool, really, really stinking cool, but like, I'm having anxiety just thinking about it, so <laughs> I don't know that I could actually do it.
0: Just because we've all seen those rockets that have blown up. Uh-huh, like, yeah. we've, we were alive for one of the the worst disasters.
2: Listen, I think the day. only time that I'm going to go to the heavens is when the Lord calls me to the <laughs> heavens. I don't necessarily know that I'm going to put myself there. <laughs> okay. Or at least near there. <laughs> Any closer to there than what I am right now. Right. Okay. Right. <gasps> See?
0: Are you nervous? Yes.
2: <laughs> Man. Would
0: you go bungee jumping?
2: No. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Not jumping out of no airplane. You would jump out of
0: an airplane either?
2: I, Matt, I don't know. Uh. I don't know. Chris has jumped out of an airplane. Yeah. I wanted to go hang gliding. Listen. About 10 years ago, I was far more brave than what I am now. <laughs> And when we were in Italy, there's um there's a mountain right next to the air base. Yeah. The base sits at the valley of this mountain. And you would see people hang gliding every single day mm. off that mountain. And they'd just glide right over the town, right over the base. And I'm like, that is so cool. I want to do it. Well, we left, and I never had the opportunity to do it. And now I'm probably never going to do it because I have so much more fear now as mm. 36 than I did when I was 26. (laughs) I don't know. I think it would, you know what it would end up taking? It would end up taking one of my kids saying, Mom, I want you to do this with me. And then I would say, (sighs) "Okay, okay, (laughs) I can do it. That's the only reason I I ride roller coasters. It's because my kids are like, Mom, you've got to do this. It is so much fun. And I'm like, you're right, it is. But it's also so incredibly terrifying.
0: Meanwhile, currently the only thing that I'm having to help my kids overcome their fear on is just watching any movie. <laughs> there's always like one scary scene, yeah. every kid's movie, and they're both just terrified of watching anything. We went to uh, the IMAX, um, like the legit, I, or I guess, I don't even think it's called IMAX anymore. I think it's called Omni. Omnimax. Uh, theater in Lubbock mm-hmm. at the Science Spectrum. And we watch this thing. It's this following a sea turtle. It's the life of a sea turtle. And obviously the sea turtle's not going to die because we're following its entire life from birth to almost death. Okay? And we're telling the kids that. Look, there might be a couple scenes where this turtle is going to be like in danger of getting eaten or something. But it's not going to because we're seeing the whole life of this turtle. And so sure enough there were two scenes in it where you know the music it's ominous um ominous you can just feel that mm-hmm. bass in your heart, and they're getting, ah, 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 ah. but especially my youngest. My youngest is like, ah, ah, ah. he's turning around and he's burying his face in the back of the seat. And I'm like, he's gonna be fine. Nothing's i was just a cool shark. Just look at the cool shark. <laughs> and uh, he's just screaming the whole time that he hates it. We're trying to keep him from screaming because there's other people in the theater. He's like, shh, shh, shh. it's okay. Just close your eyes. Around, it's fine. He hates it, he hates it. He wants to leave. He says, I want to leave the whole time. It's like a 30 minute thing, but he wants to leave. We finally walk out, and that little brat had the nerve to say, I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: I'm like, Really, really? Because you were crapping yourself the whole time. Are you sure? You sure you liked it? Yeah, nothing bad happened. Like, well we told you nothing bad was gonna happen. <laughs> uh,
2: Matt, I rode my first roller coaster when I was nine years old and it was in King's Dominion, which is an, an amusement park in Virginia, and it was an old wooden roller coaster. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um don't I wanna say it was the Scooby Doo, but I could be wrong. Anyway, the whole time it's rickety and it's you know. Yeah. And I'm terrified, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, pee, I'm gonna Thinking I'm going to pee my pants the whole time, right? Terrified. And then, and then I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. Nine years old screaming bloody murder the entire time. Not a silent second for the whole time that I am on this roller coaster. Uh-huh. I still remember the lady in front of us. I rode with my mom, which my mom is an adrenaline junkie, loves roller coasters. Yeah she's like got her hand on my leg she's laughing hysterically telling me it's okay it's okay you're gonna be fine you're it's all right i promise i still remember the woman in front of us turning and looking back and going is she okay do we need to stop is she okay and i'm like
1: yes we need to
2: stop we need. and my mom's like we can't stop we're in the middle of a roller coaster where are we gonna stop look around you really want to stop you can't stop We pull in as the (laughs) roller coaster is ending. And I look at my mom and I was like, that was great. Can we do it again? (laughs) And the lady in front of us turns and gives me the most evil look ever, ever because I had just ruined her experience on this she roller coaster. She was worried about you she the whole time. She was terrified <laughs> that I was going to puke on her or pee was going to get on her somehow or something. And then I wanted to ride it all over again. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. So
2: it, it yeah, it happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I was um, 14, I went to Kings Island, which is in Ohio. Okay. And, uh. That's the home of the world's, or at least at the time, it was the world's longest wooden roller coaster uh-huh. and the world's only looping wooden roller coaster, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like this other one that was just like nonstop corkscrews and upside down and all this kind of stuff. There's one that's in the dark completely.
2: Oh, I love in the dark roller coasters.
0: Uh, this, uh, is, I rode every single one. Yeah. At fourteen, and I was the only one because neither of my parents liked them. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I cannot wait. Like that's, that's one of the goals for losing weight for me is just so I can get on roller coasters easier yeah. because I cannot wait till my kids are old enough to actually do it. Yeah. Uh, cause I wanna, Yeah. cause it's going to be a blast.
2: It is. It is a blast. It's also <laughs> fear inducing, but
0: it's okay. <laughs> uh, there was this one, I don't remember where it was now. It might've been at Fiesta, Texas. I don't know. I haven't gone to that many of them, but there was this one called the, uh, Bobcat, Okay, and it was a bobsled. Yes, one where yes. it goes off tracks, and mm-hmm. you're actually just rolling on the wheels of the dang. Yeah, thing.
2: It is still there.
1: Is it still there? It's yeah.
2: Called it. It's called the Snake, but it's in Spanish. It translates to the Snake. I can't remember what it, it's actually called on the map. Yeah. You know, when you go up there, right. but it translates to the Snake.
0: But yeah, it's crazy because there's no there's no walls on those pieces of like yeah. luge. No. Almost is nope. what it is. Like, and there's no track. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just hovering on momentum at that point. <laughs> and that was terrifying, yeah. but also very fun. Yeah. Uh, how do we get talking about roller coasters? Uh,
2: going into space.
0: <laughs> Let's That's, end with our yeah. verse for the day. <laughs>
2: our verse for the day is Proverbs 13.3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin.
0: That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission, pardon me, (laughs) become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible.
2: Make sure you're following us on all the socials at, at the Back row LTN, at LTN on Air, and at Love Thy Nerd. To get more involved with the show and our other projects and to continue the conversation, you can join our Discord at BackrowDiscord.com. You can also find us hanging out at Love Thy Nerd community Facebook group and at Lovethynerd.com slash Discord.
0: Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at eight A.M. Eastern with an encore at ten A.M. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backrow Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely.
2: We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too.
0: Mo, final thoughts?
2: I'm keeping my feet on the ground.
0: (laughs) Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.